Myrtle Beach is the beach. 60 miles of bright sand, water, and a wealth of wonderful music playing day and night. You can step into a simple beach bar and discover a surprising level of exciting musical talent. A place to kick back and groove to the enticing soundtrack of the most unexpected vacations around. With nothing but good vibes floating through the warm ocean air. Plan your own music-filled trip to America's Jukebox at visitmyrtlebeach.com. Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Every car comes with its uh, share of stories. You know that, right? That ding in your bumper when you nervously picked up a first date. The luxury package you got after that big promotion. Or the mileage you save by riding your bike all summer. While you can't put a price tag on your stories, now with True Car, you can at least find out what your car's worth when it's time to sell or trade it in. Just go to True Car, simply enter your license plate number, and watch how your car details pop up. Then answer a few questions. Navigation and moonroof, watch as they bump up your value. High mileage, you already knew it was going to cost you, right? But now you know how much it dings your wallet so you can plan ahead. Once you're finished, you'll get a true cash offer sent in minutes, which you can take to a local certified dealer to cash out or trade in. So when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car today. True Car cash offer, not available in all areas. Since 1983, Eddie Trunk has been the voice for fans of rock, hard rock, and heavy metal. A best-selling author, host of TV's That Metal Show, and seven national radio shows, including Trunk Nation, daily on Sirius XM. Interesting. Eddie offers the world his news-making interviews, passionate analysis, honest commentary, and who knows what else. So welcome to the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Everybody to another episode of the Eddie Trunk Podcast, which is new each and every Thursday via podcast1.com and iTunes. Thank you for downloading, streaming, and listening. Much appreciated as we get ready for another great interview to bring you this week. And I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast last week with Scott Holiday of Rival Sons. Many of the podcasts that I bring you and the interviews that I bring you each week, you know, we have major name guests and every once in a while, if there is an emerging artist that I feel really, really passionate about, I will also bring you that interview and rival sons are a band that fit that category. I think they're a very important band. I feel that they are certainly one of the better bands emerging and uh, I love what they are doing for rock music, just a totally real great live rock and roll band. 
and uh, their album Feral Roots is fantastic. So I hope you took the time to enjoy that interview last week. If you didn't, please go back and check it out. Of course, you can go back a few weeks into the archives and grab interviews and download them and listen whenever you feel like it. Rival Sons are currently out on tour, so if they're coming to uh, your area, be sure to check them out. They're incredible. They're actually playing Easter Sunday in uh, in New York, the local show for me. So I'm going to do my best, even though it is a holiday, to try to get out there and see them because uh, I feel that strongly about them and what they are doing. And I hope you guys, uh, like I said, enjoyed that interview last week. This week, we'll get back to some familiar turf and bring you a guy that is certainly a well-known commodity in Duff McKagan. And we'll get to that interview in just a second. First, let me remind you, as always, that all the interviews you hear on the Eddie Trunk podcast originate on my Sirius XM radio show, Trunk Nation, which is heard live every day, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern time on Channel 106 Volume. Hope you guys join me if you are in the U.S. and Canada for my daily rock talk show. And that show replays every night, 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern, and it is also available on demand on the Sirius XM app to listen to whenever you want. So there are plenty of ways for you to listen and hear all the stuff we do on a daily basis. Just did a big broadcast from Southern California from the Rainbow. I do a monthly event out there. And we just had a great one with David Coverdale, Marilyn Manson, and Rob Zombie. That is up on the app. And I'll tell you, we had so much fun with those guys. What a mix of people. What a great crowd that came out and joined us. Uh, Coverdale shot out of a cannon. Manson, Zombie, just uh, so much fun to have those guys on. Of course, they're touring together. So grab that on demand on the SiriusXM app. Uh, That will not be a podcast. So if you want to hear that one, please be sure to listen on the app over on the SiriusXM app, that would be. Uh, for me, you can connect with me on social media, at Eddie Trunk, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. There's a fan page there on Facebook, and Instagram, Twitter, I do myself. And EddieTrunk.com is my official online home. All of my appearances, all of my events, everything going on is listed for you there. And let me tell you guys something. I've got a ton of stuff going on as far as things coming up on the road that I want to share with you that I hope to see you at. Uh, That stuff includes April 25th. I will be at the Seminole Hard Rock in Hollywood, Florida to host Whitesnake. Just mentioned had Coverdale on the show, so going to be hosting Whitesnake. Hope to pick off some of the Whitesnake band members went on there in South Florida as well and uh, do that on my on my Sirius XM show. But if you're in South Florida, come join me for Whitesnake on April 25th at the Seminole Hard Rock. Should be a lot of fun. Also, a very, very busy May. It gets started with the uh, Ride for Ronnie event, which is happening on May 5th in Encino, California, fundraiser for the DO Cancer Fund. That happens in the afternoon from about noon to 5 Always great weather there. It The biker rally ends, and then we have food trucks and great bands playing and everyone hanging out on a Sunday afternoon. So if you're in Southern California, May 5th, please come and help the cause. It's a great cause, the Dio Cancer Fund. And again, May 5th is the date for that, the latest one, the ride for Ronnie. I've been working on assembling an all-star sort of band to play. It's proven to be a bit difficult to get people to commit in advance but I'm confident we'll have a great band to wrap up the night there, and I hope you guys come and join me for it again on May 5th. Then on May 6th 
is the next L.A. Invasion, the next broadcast from the Rainbow. I can't announce the guest yet, but it'll be another major, major guest. All you have to know is our last two L.A. broadcasts from the Rainbow were Manson, Zombie, Coverdale, Nikki Six, Tommy Lee, I mean, what more do you need to see that we're doing some amazing stuff there? So come on out to the Rainbow, May 6th, the next one. Those are totally free and open to the public. No ticket needed to get in. So that is coming up in May. And then from there, the Epicenter event, which is happening in Rockingham, North Carolina. Myself, Don, and Jim from that metal show reuniting. And hosting a side stage there at Epicenter. We'll be doing that on Friday and Saturday night. That should be great. Come on out and see us and see what we have in store for you at Epicenter if attending Massive Rock Festival in North Carolina. We'll be there on Friday and Saturday, May 10 and 11. What else can I tell you about? Uh, I'm going to be shooting for my access show at the Hangout Festival. That is in... Gulf Shore, I think, Alabama. Now, in all honesty, as a rock fan, they're especially a classic-leaning hard rock fan. There's not a ton of stuff there of great interest musically, but there is, you know, it's a massive event, and I'll be shooting that for the second season of Trunk Fest, which is seemingly taking forever to get on the air. But the reason for that is we do all the shows at rock festivals or music festivals, I should say, and we have to do them in real time. So the second season will premiere this summer, and I'm still finishing up the last few shows for season two, one of which will be at Hangout. So if you see me walking around there and you happen to go there, and something tells me a lot of people in my audience will not be there, (laughs) given that it's not really a hard rock event. But that being said, that is on my schedule as well. Then something very much near and dear to my heart, just a matter of a couple weeks away now, a few weeks, and that is Rocklahoma, which I've hosted every single year since it's happened. Started back in 07 and do it every year, Memorial Weekend in Pryor, Oklahoma. Three big days. Can't wait to see you out there. Unfortunately, Ozzy canceled his entire tour. He was one of the headliners. He has been replaced by Corn on that lineup. See you in Pryor. Memorial Weekend for Rocklahoma 2019. And then from there, it keeps going with more stuff going on that I'll get into when we get a little bit closer. But that's what's going on for the very, very, very busy rest of April and extremely busy May. I hope to see you out and about at these events if you happen to be in the area. So there's what's uh, there's the deal. There's what we got going on for the next four to six weeks. As usual, Twitter at Eddie Trunk is where to keep up with all the up to the second news info and updates. And I mentioned the other social media outlets as well. All right. So interview wise this week, a conversation I had about a month ago on my Sirius XM show with Duff McKagan. This was one of, if not the first interview Duff did after the whole Guns N' Roses thing wrapped up. We all know that G&R were in total media silence during their reunion tour. And now that has changed. Of course, Slash has been out there everywhere promoting a new record and tour with his band, The Conspirators. And now Duff about to start doing the same thing. He has his uh, a new solo record that is coming out. Shooter Jennings is also a part of this conversation, as you're about to hear. Shooter very involved and attached with Duff 
in terms of producing and writing and working with him on this record. They are both touring together as well. Shooter, a member of Duff's band. So these guys very much a unit right now. And they both called into my radio show on the day that Duff released the debut single from his upcoming solo record. So this kind of happened very organically. I've known Duff for a very long time and they were, you know, they dropped that single on that day. And I said, hey, why don't you come on and talk about it? And sure enough, like an hour later, he did and called in and we had a great conversation. And you are about to hear that conversation with Duff McKagan and Shooter Jennings. Now, since this conversation happened, a second single from the album has been released and additional tour dates have been released as well for Duff McKagan and Shooter Jennings. And also, interestingly enough, since I did this interview, I also interviewed Marilyn Manson. He also is working with Shooter Jennings on his new record. So that should be interesting. Shooter Jennings, an uh, in-demand producer and writer, for sure. And first time I ever spoke to him is in the interview you're about to hear. So that was a lot of fun. It was great to get to know him a little bit. So that's what's going on this week as far as the interviews. Hope you enjoy it. Duff McKagan, a few minutes with him, about 30 minutes probably, coming up next on the Eddie Trunk Podcast. The Eddie Trunk Podcast. It can be a little frustrating, especially if you're in a hurry or running late, to find yourself at a railway crossing waiting for a train. And if the signals are going and the train's not even there yet, you can feel a bit tempted to try and sneak across the tracks. Well, don't. Ever. Trains are often going a lot faster than you expect them to be, and they can't stop. Even if the engineer hits the brakes right away, it can take a train over a mile to stop. By that time, what used to be your car is just a crushed hunk of metal, and what used to be you, well, better not to think about that. The point is, you can't know how quickly the train will arrive. The train can't stop even if it sees you. The result is disaster. If the signals are on, the train is on its way, and you just need to remember one thing. Stop. Trains can't. Hey, everybody. This is AJ Benza, and I'm happy to announce that my show, Fame is a Bitch, is now on Podcast One. I'm going to bring you my unfiltered opinions on the biggest stories in pop culture. Download new episodes of Fame is a Bitch three times a week on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. This is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Let's get to it right now on the Eddie Trunk Podcast this week. It is none other than Duff McKagan, who is also joined on the phone line by Shooter Jennings. Let's get to it right now on this week's Eddie Trunk Podcast. Enjoy. Shooter, nice to meet you. And, and Duff, good to talk to you, brother. How you been, man? Well, I've been good. Uh, it's been um, it's been a, a hectic last couple of years. Really, really brilliant and, and, and fun and, and uh, kind of uh, amazing and, and eye-opening. And um, uh, getting to do this this record in the interim of, of this tour, like on our breaks with Shooter, um, sort of um, observations I've made while on the road, not about the band or the tour itself, but really kind of more 
uh, instead of a third book, I kind of wrote these songs, just of observations um, of traveling around this planet over the last two and a half years. Well, of course, you've written a couple great book stuff, and I guess the idea of doing a third one might still be something on the table. But for you, this it sounds like this record was very much driven by, I, I mean, the ex, ex, expanse of touring that you did and the things that you've seen be, globally all over the planet in the last two, three years with Guns N' Roses. It sounds like that really is what drove you as a writer. Would that be accurate? Is that what you were you know, processing all that? Instead of putting it on pages, you put it into song. I I yeah, I did, and you, and you know me, Eddie. I I I'm a reader. Uh, I've always been a reader. I'm through being a columnist with Seattle Weekly. I became an uh, observationist. You know, uh, I would observe things a lot more than I ever did in my life. And then writing those two books, like my first book, I wrote. You really do a lot of self observation, and and you can't. If you lie in your own book, you're you're lying to you, to your your word document. You're lying to yourself, you know. And I so I I went through this this whole kind of phase of trying to be honest with myself. Um, and uh, um, and because I read so much history, and I've always gotten out on tour and talked to people, and go I go to places, you know, but whether it's Little Bighorn or you know or Normandy, the beaches of Normandy, or museums or Auschwitz is something as heavy as Auschwitz or um, I go to a lot of war museums and I talk to a lot of people and I go to DC and, and observe what's going on over the last 30 something years you know that that place is a uh, whole nother story but um, I wrote little I was starting little pieces on things I observed and these became the songs and shooter who's on the line um, what was that next step? He really embraced a couple tunes uh, that I sent him, um, and uh, his production and input and everything on this really gave me the um, I don't know the courage to 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 push through with the idea. Well, let's let's talk about that a little bit and bring Shooter into this. Shooter, where, where does your history and relationship with Duff begin? How long have you known him? Man, I think we were trying to calculate that when we first, on the first night we started working on these songs. It's somewhere in the, I mean, I've been in LA 20 years and I met him pretty quickly after I was there. I mean, I was a big, very, very big Guns N' Roses fan growing up. And I mean, I think them and a handful of other bands that I was just massively, you know, in love with, they all were in LA. So I was like, you know, wanted to go to LA because that's where they went and all these other people went, you know, and so, like, uh, our, our circles um, kind of pretty quickly, and, and there was, I had to do a, a gig with him. My band played several times with Loaded and, and um, opening up for him, and got to do a gig singing with Dawson Slash and Matt Sorum on, and Kushner on stage when I was, like, 23 or 24. And then we uh, yeah. just kind of would run into each other over the years, you know, and, and then when this... I got wind about this record from a friend of mine and, and, and I just, you know, I, we reached out cause I wanted to, I thought that it would be a good pairing because I, I just love, I just know his, his music that he's made so well. And it's just, I just loved him as a guy, you know, and it just kind of magically fell together right after that, you know? 
And is it true that what I read, like you mentioned with with Slash and and Matt and and those guys? So were you actually in, or did you actually do a gig with Velvet Revolver? Was it true that you were offered that gig? I, the, the, here's what happened with that, which was always so weird to me, was that now I don't think that that Duff and I have even ever discussed this, but like after I did that gig, we did the three songs at at that um, club in LA, uh, I got some email. I didn't know who it was from or anything. And it was like, would you ever consider jamming with those guys? And I remember being like, at the time, I like had my band that I was doing and I was, you know, kind of thought in my mind, I didn't know if it was real or not. I never even had like a confirmation that it was until Matt Soren said, like teased me about it later. And I guess it came from somebody from him or something. I, I don't know. But then later I, we all were friends and, and Valvin said they, they were looking for somebody after um, Scott, and they, they sent around tracks. And I made up a track. I went, I went and made stuff up to a track, and it was like so bad. I was so embarrassed with my own output <laughs> on top of what they did that I was never sent to it, sent it back. But it was like I just loved those guys, and and over over the years we all became like friends. Like Kushner's kids go to my kid's school. His son's named Waylon, and it's like we all are kind of tight knit, you know? So that was like, just kind of a, an awesome opportunity. But I remember being like, I can't, I'm not good enough to sing all these songs, <laughs> you know? So Duff, it sounds, it sounds like what I'm getting from shooter here is that there's a, there's a pretty long history and it was sort of like only a matter of time before you guys would work together on something. And, and this coming record is, is, is really something that was kind of a long time in the gestation process as far as you and his, you and him doing something together. Yeah, well, Shooter, I, I guess you're right. That is correct. You know, Shooter um, busted off in, in like, 2004 after he big-timed us for, for Velvet Revolver. <laughs> I guess that's what you did, didn't you, Shooter? No, you, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, and he, he went kind of full into the outlaw country thing and had his first real big hit. He went from Stargun, this rock and roll band, to that song, The Fourth of July which became a big country hit. And uh, Shooter went, went off in that world, and, and I just kind of, we all watched him, like, go Shooter, go Shooter. And, and Shooter's done so many cool projects in and around his own band and with other people, like Twiggy, you know, like rock people doing strange side projects. He's, you know, he's writing songs with... Manson right now, you know, he does, Shooter does so many different things, and he's so respected in, in our world, you know, the guy just won a Grammy for production on, on Brandy Carlisle's record last weekend, he, his production, uh, like Congrats, man. Is, is, is next level, it's just, it's very real, it's very honest, it's, it's to tape, it's, it's all about sparseness, and the truth, you know, like our thing is, like a, a couple few chords and the truth, and and that's all you need, right? And and you know, and a good melody. And uh, I, it was one of the most wonderful musical experiences that I've ever had. It was working with Shooter and his band making this record. We didn't spend a ton of time because we had the songs ready. His band can play this stuff in two or three takes, and we were kind of in and out of there. It was just getting the feeling. And uh, I really uh, admire Shooter's ability to capture 
the intent of the songs. He really did that. So today you released the single, the first song from the record called Tenderness. I wanted to, to ask you, we have that as a taste of what this record is going to be. How indicative is tenderness of the rest of the record? Does the record, is, is tempo-wise and direction-wise, it's all in that zone? Or do you kind of float around to some different you know, musical uh, areas? Or, or do you kind of stay in that sort of area? It's, give us a little taste of what the whole record is like in terms of direction. You say, Duff. I, I mean, I, to me, I, I do think tenderness is indicative of it because I think it hits like all the different points that all the songs kind of hit. It's got like the the big sing song chorus with like the rock guitars and stuff at the end and the background vocals. But then it's got a lot of layers of of like you know simplicity in it. And I think the record is kind of like that overall. But it, I I would say tempo wise, it's, everything's different. But Kind of, I think it's a good representation for sure. It really is. Yeah, I think it's it's um, it's not. You know, people are expecting a loaded record right now. It's not it's not that aggressive, loaded in your face thing. This is a, like kind of polar opposite, and it's something I've always wanted to do. I have a, a fondness for the likes of you know Mark Lanigan and Greg Dooley and um, this is this is something I've wanted to do. It's more in the you know the song, Eddie, uh, Wasted Heart, right? Mm-hmm. From Loaded. So this is more in that vein, and we actually did retrack Wasted Heart for this this record in a in an even more somber kind of uh, um, a dynamic way. Um, uh, but yeah, it's indicative. Tenderness is indicative of the record. And as I was saying earlier with the audience stuff, for, for those that don't remember, this actually technically is not your first solo record because you did have that one, what was it, mid-late 90s, the, the Geffen one, right? Uh, yeah, 94. Yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, I made that record kind of during the Illusions tour. And, uh, man, I got to tell you, Eddie, I don't remember making half the record. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing—the thing I was going to say to you, Duff, when you were talking earlier about being on the Not in This Lifetime tour and all these observations and everything that you had that led, led into writing this—the big difference going out with Guns and Roses and making a solo record now is the fact that I'm sure you remember and you're a hell of a lot more lucid during the touring than you were when you made your last solo record. And I got plus, you know, getting back together with with Axel and Slash, with my, my brothers that I came up with, and we created this whole thing together back, when, you know, in our, in our early days. We, we made the mistakes and we had the victories. We did all that stuff. We did it together. And getting back together after so many years and, and you know, mending fences, or as it were, whatever you want to call it, I was at ease, man. Like, on this tour, I was... I was at peace and at ease, and it gave me it gave me the ability to really observe outside of what I was doing, um, observe some more important you know things about what's going on. I'm a father of two daughters. My daughters are are scared, you know, about what's going on. Not just I'm not trying to get political or point any fingers. And the record doesn't do that at all. But I, as a father, and it's as a as a guy who loves his country um uh i i felt it was it was time for me to say a little something and um um and that's that's what i did and 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 the the tour with 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 those guys you know with that band really gave me the uh 
the, uh, I guess, leg room to do something like this. Did it surprise even you, Duff, now that it's in the books, looking back on the Not In This Lifetime tour, did it surprise even you how big it was? Oh, yeah. Man, anytime I play a gig, if there's three people in the room, I'm like, wow, they can <laughs> see me play, you know? Uh, nothing has changed, man. You can't take, you know, the kind of, I'm just always um, so grateful and uh, and astonished. You know, some of these gigs we played, a lot of them, most of them, if not all, were astonishing how many people came. And um, we're so into it. And you know everybody in that, that comes to see you has got their own story. Uh, and it's probably a fucking inter- interesting story. Sorry for swearing. No, you can. But, it's uh, fine. Um, it's just... Uh, it's overwhelming, you know, knowing that. And I guess I'm just a way more cognizant of all of these types of things these days. Um, and, uh, you well, know, speaking I've of gigs, heard, speak- I've heard some new material and, and we've, there's, there's some, been some jams going around and that, that's the next, you know, step, um, for, for, for us, for the GNR thing. But, um, right now this, this record, I'm so proud of, it's 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 a book, but it's but it's this record, and and um, just so happy to work with Shooter, and and uh, the songs uh, came out exactly like I heard them in my head. So we'll get. I want to get back to a couple more things on this record, and also uh, there's two live shows that I want to mention. You have coming up as well with Shooter and this this whole thing, which was just announced today. Tenderness is the name of the song. But but before I go back to your own record, I got to pick up on something you just mentioned because Slash made a comment about a week ago about yeah, there's some new music. We'll see what happens. You kind of just said that as well. I mean that you know how rabid the Guns and Roses fan base is. What what can you tell them about the next step? How how real is the potential for a new GNR record with you guys? Oh, it's it's real. But you know the 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 fun part and the cool part about Guns N' Roses is we don't really talk about it. And what 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 happens next just happens. And there's no. Uh, it's never been that band that uh, there's been a, a direct schedule of like. Uh, of how we do things, um, you know. I've heard some magnificent stuff that that Axel has. You know, uh, really, really, really cool stuff that he'd been working on, and uh, so I'm excited about the possibilities of that. Of course, I don't mean to get anybody rabid. Uh, you know, our our thing will happen when it happens. That's for sure. You're- you're going to be playing some shows that are going to be markedly less people just in terms of the size of the venue uh, coming up. You've got two dates announced, May 31st in uh, May 30th, TLA in Philly, May 31st, City Winery in D.C., and that's with this band, with Shooter. So talk a little bit about that. Are you going to be playing a cross-section of your career, just the, the new record at that point? Are there going to be more shows? What's the plan uh, for live dates with, with your own thing now? What do we do here, Shooter? Um, <laughs> yeah, there's more shows, for sure. Uh, yeah. You know, we want to put two up because it is a new thing. We don't know. Um, you know, it, it's different. Who, who's going who's gonna to come? Who's going um, to... Uh, what size venues are we going to play? So the, uh, these two, Philly and, and D.C., will give us a good gauge of what we can do. 
but yeah, there's there's more shows. As far as a cross section of songs, we're going to do this record. We have some fun other songs that we're we're thinking of. Shooter is a, a massive fan of the Use Your Illusions era guns, so uh, we've been passing around a couple ideas in there. But um, you're going to hear the eleven songs that are on the Tenderness record and and some other stuff. Shooter, is it safe to say you're like the fanboy here, like as much as Duff is saying all these wonderful things, and I'm sure very deserved about you, that at the same token, you growing up a Guns N' Roses fan, you're like, yeah, I'm I'm producing and playing in a band with Duff McKagan right now. <laughs> I sense that that's probably going on with you a little bit. I mean, it's, it's, it is like that. I mean, there's like, you know, the 15-year-old me is totally high-fiving the, the 40-year-old <laughs> me. But, but like, uh, at the same time, getting... Getting to know, like getting to know enough, like getting locked and, and amazing person he is and his family and such generous, kind, you know, compassionate human being. I, I came out of this process different, you know, and and getting to to him sharing his opening himself up. Me, it's like, you know, I, I'm passionate about these songs as well. Uh, there is very much a big part of me, you know, probably my my the best musical experience I've ever had doing this record, you know, and doing it with one of my heroes and going out there and, you know, doing this live, performing this stuff, it's going to be out of, out of control fun. And it's like, you know, he, he, he allowed me to stretch out and, you know, the, me pulling my band that I play with and, and it really made the record. I think it just kind of came from this really, like really, uh, organically natural place between the two of us without any kind of like thoughts of like, you know, what he should be doing. Duff had these great songs. We hung out at my house for like two weeks essentially and arranged them into like stuff. And then he'd go on the road and write and come back. And then I'd be thinking about them the whole time. And then, and then we'd go back in and cut them. We'd start cutting them. And there'd be, you know, the, one of my favorite moments in the studio is when you said, like we, there, we were, I think it was tenderness. We were like going to change the arrangement, and we were like, no, you know, we were really, we were really convinced on this stuff when we did it at your house over that period of time. We should stick with what we, our gut was, which was always the right move, you know. So like, I mean, to answer your question, it's like getting to to work with him. Of course, is going to come through, but it's it the process has been had so much more of a profound impact on me as a musician and a and and as a person you know so in in a way it started off like wow i'm working with you know duff mckay and, and by the end of it it was like man i fucking love my heart beats for duff mckay and, and for these songs and for you know and just knowing that we're gonna get to go and do it live is just gonna be awesome i, I anyone who's gonna come to those shows is gonna be so stoked when they leave well you guys know, i uh I would love to continue talking, and hopefully we'll do a lot more together once the record actually comes out. But Duff, congrats on this. And Shooter, congrats. It sounds great. And, of course, I know this is just the beginning. The record just literally came out, the single. Uh, once the full record's out, once we get closer to these dates, I'm sure we'll do a lot more together on it. But sounds great, and uh, I'm, I'm happy we're getting some new stuff from you, Duff. Hey, man, uh, Eddie, thanks for being a great champion for rock and roll, as you've remained to be, and, and thanks for playing the single, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. You got yeah. it. Shooter, nice to meet you. Hopefully we'll do it in person. Yeah, I'm doing very nice to meet you. Thank you. Love you, Duff. All right, love you too, pal. 
See you guys. Bye-bye. There goes uh, Duff McKagan and Shooter Jennings coming back with more on the Eddie Trunk Podcast. This This is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Hey, check out Offbeat with Ricky Anderson and Mir Harris on Podcast One. Join the head of A&R for the Kanye West-founded label Good Music and the music executive turned activist as they sit down for strange stories and offbeat conversations with some of the biggest names in music, comedy, entertainment, and more. Download new episodes of Offbeat with Ricky Anderson and Mir Harris every week on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. This is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Well, huge thanks to Duff McKagan and Shooter Jennings for that interview. As I mentioned, since that interview was done, Duff and Shooter have announced some more tour dates and released another single from the upcoming new record. Hope you guys enjoyed that conversation. Look forward to seeing what these guys have in store going forward as things progress. Thank you guys for listening to the Eddie Trunk Podcast. It's new every Thursday via podcast1.com and iTunes. I'll be back next week for another all-new episode. Remember, listen to me daily on Sirius XM Channel 106 Volume, live 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time, replaying 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Time, and, of course, available on the Sirius XM app. Be sure to join me on Sirius XM. You're only getting a tiny, tiny little taste of what I'm doing on a daily basis here on the podcast. All of it comes from the Sirius XM radio show. And like I said, if you follow on anything on social media, be sure it's Twitter for me, where I am most active, simply at my name, at Eddie Trunk. Hope you guys have a great week. Again, thank you for listening. Catch you next Thursday for another all-new episode. It's Adam Carolla letting you know about my newest podcast, Going Racing. Me and Matt, the motorator, DeAndrea, that is. We'll uh, highlight the fastest cars. We'll talk about the best races and the best celebrities in motorsports. Subscribe now at Podcast One. 
Myrtle Beach is the beach. 60 miles of bright sand, water, and a wealth of wonderful music playing day and night. You can step into a simple beach bar and discover a surprising level of exciting musical talent. A place to kick back and groove to the enticing soundtrack of the most unexpected vacations around. With nothing but good vibes floating through the warm ocean air. Plan your own music-filled trip to America's Jukebox at visitmyrtlebeach.com.